Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Space. The final frontier. You're listening to Freckcast. Welcome to TrekCast, the number one rated Star Trek podcast. I am your host, David Tommy. David Tommy. Whoa, David Thomas Ivy. With me not today would be Darren Benjamin, but he'll be, you'll see him next week or hear him next week. If you see him, you're on something crazy. (laughs) But uh, with me, uh, a returning guest again, Mr. Vernon Wilmer. Hey, the role of Darren Benjamin this evening will be played by (laughs) Vernon Wilmer. (laughs) We uh, we brought Vernon in for a very specific reason, um, and you'll find that out. You'll find out that reason coming up. But before we get started with anything, let me just take care of some business. Um, We are TrekCast.com. Uh, we are on Facebook slash groups slash TrekCast. Almost 700 members, meaning we've added about 100 members in about three months. Not, or two months. Um, not bad. The, um, what else we got? Oh, we are TrekCast at gmail.com and iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. We are the number one rated because of you guys and all your high ratings. I love it, love it, love it. You guys are everything that I would love to be. Oh my God, that reminds me. I've been meaning to mention this. Um, Alicia and I have started a second podcast. It's brand new. It's called LV Locals, which is Las Vegas Locals. And we're on iTunes as LV Locals and LVLocals.com and stuff. Anyway, you guys have been so great to us over at TrekCast. I was just wondering if you guys wouldn't mind popping over there. Give us a like. Give us a listen. You know, whatever. We're brand new. We just need some love. And you guys, you know, like you guys have done over here. I think there might even be a little Klingon in this week's episode. But without any further ado, let's get right to it because we got a long, fun, amazing show. Let's get to it. Now, I brought a single man on the show for a specific reason. <laughs> I wanted to get him alone. No, we're, we're going to talk the ladies. Uh, the ladies of Star Trek. The ladies of Star Trek. Now, there's a couple things that we should probably discuss when discussing the ladies of Star Trek. First off, the obvious, Star Trek is a very, uh, it's supposed to be an enlightened show where you're not supposed to think of ladies in that way. But absolutely, at least the original series was one sexy show, right? You know, that's what I admire about Gene's vision. He did not sacrifice female sexuality for the appropriate, for, you know, for the uh, uh, equality of the future. Okay, that's a good point. Because, yeah, you think about Uhura. I mean, she was the one female and number one. Um, 
But O'Hara had a little skinny shirt on. I mean, his little skinny dress on. I mean, she wasn't, you know, it, it, it was still sexy. In fact, it was overly sexy and, and not very practical. You probably wouldn't really wear that in on a starship. I would lollipops. They were called lollipops. The, the, the shirt, the uh, dress was? Uh, technically, the shorts and the scant skirt. Really? It was a 60s fashion called the lollipop. I believe Twiggy made it. Oh, famous. okay, okay. Is it also true that it got shorter as the seasons went on because they were running out of material? Or, <laughs> I mean, or is that just a joke? <laughs> I think it's just a joke. There were several different versions of it uh, made out of different fabrics. You'll notice Majel, uh, as, as, as Nurse Chapel, right. uh, wore a pleated version oh. with a uh, uh, hip slit. Uh, hey, watch it. It's good show. <laughs> and the actually, it's funny. Yeah, she hers seemed unusually short. Maybe was she a tall woman, Major? Oh, very tall. Okay, because she had that shorts that that skirt seemed really short on her. Yeah, she had the squat. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> well, and then there's there's so we're gonna t- we're gonna go women for women all the way through. Starting, I think. This is going to be a theme because I, I wouldn't have normally done this, but looking at this piece of art that's going to be on our website and be on the, uh, our Facebook group, um, they went chronologic. And I think that's nowadays how we should, uh, or it's, you know, how we should discuss Star Trek. Chronologically speaking, what I mean by that is it's logical. Yeah. Enterprise before original series. Yeah. Absolutely. That's kind of an interesting thing. I, I, we normally don't do that. I normally, when I think old, I think the original series and then new, I think Enterprise. Um, there's, I don't know much about, I guess we get it out of the way. The new movie had hottie McUnderpants mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> it's the only good part. And actually it was, she is smoking hot and her stomach is smokingly flat and hot and awesome. And she was really attractive and you could beat jeans on that. Stomach. Yeah. <laughs> you could beat Gene Roddenberry on that <laughs> stomach. Um, the, she was unbelievably attractive. You could beat something on that stomach. <laughs> The uh, um, Ohura is really, really attractive, overly attractive. I'm not saying that Nichelle Nichols wasn't, but but she wasn't like bombshell like the new Ohura is. Um, actually, everybody in the new show is kind of more attractive, I think, because even like Spock is like kind of hunkier. Well, they're they're all skinnier and younger. Uh, you know the the more fit and trim modern look. The, okay. The, these, I'm sorry. I prefer the classic look myself. Right. Well, yeah. Well, we we kind of both do. Now, and and really, to be honest, the uh, this, we're just getting out of the way because really, when we were discussing women in Star Trek, there's not really anybody in the new movies that counts. Like, it, I mean, who? Uh, nothing in the new movies counts to me in any way, well, shape, or form. Well, beyond that, though, like the women, you've got Ohura and. And what's Marcus? But Marcus was also in Wrath of Khan, so if you're going to mention Marcus... Well, don't forget Gala, the resident Orion girl of the new movie. Oh, okay. Well, she's kind of in it, I guess. But she's no Orion. The, the, the original Orion girl? There's a documentary about her I just saw. I didn't see the movie, though, but I saw somebody posted that on our Facebook thing, and it's supposed to be amazing. Original Orion girl. Yeah. Which, 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 which one are we talking about? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Yes, Susan Oliver, there's a a documentary about her that some guy's trying to make. It's like a Kickstarter, but something else. It was on our, it's on our Facebook slash uh, TrekCast page. Uh, Chris put it up there. It looks really cool. It's impressive and enlightening. Yeah, uh, just from watching the little teaser trailer, she directed a MASH episode and was like a a record-setting pilot. Crazy. Hot tamales, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, not a lot. I mean, this is going to sound weird, but a lot of women, I'm sorry, not women, girls, like hot girls from the 60s, 50s, 60s, you know, you know, in from the past, don't kind of hold up. It's kind of a different, we have a different, um, 
measure of what's hot, you know, like by today's standards, like cheekbones and facial structure. She's one of the ones that holds up, though, like still looks like she could be, you know, you know, a, a hottie today. She was tantalizing in that episode. Yes. And and she's the first female guest star of Star Trek ever. And therefore, I believe the most important one. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Also... Um, and there's been a lot of green girls before. I mean, a lot of green girl, girl, girls after. And I mean all the cosplay ones at the conventions and stuff and ones in movies and pornos and everything else. But nobody can touch her. Nope. I mean, really. I mean, she's just had this certain look. When they cast her to do it, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just – because you can't just take a hot chick and put make her, make her green and it works. It, it's, it, it has to be better. Almost like – you know, it's, it's a weird situation. We're getting tangenty. But when um, – uh, the makeup, you almost have to have stronger features than the makeup. I thought was weird was Gandalf. Um, what's his face? Um, lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, Ian McKellen. Um they actually put a bigger prosthetic nose on him to be Gandalf. And it's funny. He's got a big nose. Huh. But they learned that once you put the beard and the hat and the eyebrows and the, all that stuff, that the, all of a sudden the nose wasn't big enough. And I think something like her, it really works. You have to be, be you know, you, the features have to, you have to see them through that dark green makeup somehow. It was just, it, and she worked really those well. Those eyes and those cheekbones. Yeah. It, it worked fantastic. Fantastic. Just a, just a hot... Hot dame, as you as it were. Um, so anyway, let's start at the beginning. I've got this picture, and we're going to kind of go through it. Um, you don't need the picture to follow along, but if you're if you do see it, it'll be on our website, trekcast.com. It's a great piece of art. Yeah, I, I the, like the the aged look it was given. Yeah, some guy, uh, like I said, uh, Chris put it up on our, our website, and so I'm posting it again, and here it is. But anyway, so it's, this is kind of chronologic. Some of the chicks we're going to give, and, I, and and I'm already going to apologize for for subjecting or so you know and sub sub. What am I trying to say? Subjectifying, objectifying, who's hot, who's not. Eh, I know this is what this is going to be that episode, but we're going to talk about some of their other attributes other than physical, I would imagine. Um, but you know, we're going to start with some that I don't think have a whole lot of attributes except physical, which is the Enterprise <laughs> girls. Um, oh, snap. Oh, Yoshi. I Hoshi. Hoshi. Hoshi Sato. Hoshi Sato. Okay. Uh, you know, I give her a, I don't know. She's all right. Um, <laughs> she, Linda, I, Linda Park, she's cute. Yes, very cute. Um, she's I like not what, an unsexy woman. No, I guess you know the problem with her is the next person on the list is the problem with Linda Park. Yeah, to Paul, just you know, uh, set the bar. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. It, exactly. It's fact we're going to get into it later with DS Nine. It's you know, Nana Visitor is not an unattractive girl at all. 
But when you're standing next to you know Terry Farrell, it's kind of rough to be the hot chick. You know, it's <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of always liked the pixie ish as opposed to the Amazonian. Well, there you go. And well, so, so I'm a Nana Visitor fan. So well, which we'll get to that. But so to Paul. It was actually kind of a polarizing character, I think, because she was the too hot for Star Trek girl. That, that be, remember that was a thing when that show came out. Um, I have to admit that that was the first thing I thought too, especially in the the deradiation scene or whatever, the decontaminating <laughs> scene. Which come to find out was a body double <gasps> in certain shots, and because uh, in certain shots, and but it was um, you know the, the butt we thought was hers wasn't her butt. Oh, it's just, it's like, there's like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, the, uh, um, but yeah, so that, I have to agree when I first saw it, I thought, wow, that's gratuitous for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But again, what am I, who am I? Cause we, like we just mentioned, Star Trek has always kind of played the sex card. Sure. So, yeah. you know, that it, was Gene's vision, you it, know, make everything quality based, but throw in some gratuitous, you know, sexiness there. Right. So, and, and violence and sex sells. It was a good balance. Mm-hmm. Who's the girl next to Tapal? Okay, uh, that looks like uh, Cutler to me, the one who was the Enton who was in love with um, uh, the with Doctor Flax. Oh, she she was a recurring, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a recurring character. Okay, yeah, I, I funny, I don't even know who that is. Crewman Cutler, Crewman. very cute actress. Really, that picture doesn't really do her justice. Okay, beautiful face. Huh. And then I would I would imagine the next one is Susie Plaxton. Of course. And that was, the, I think Susie's in a couple of those photos. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, she is. There's uh, Kalar. Yeah. Yes, the Andorian. Yeah. So uh, okay, that yeah, she was a, not a not a not a bad looking girl. Now, now she, I don't I remember seeing the episode, but it's been a while. She was kind of a badass, right? Like a warrior. Didn't she kill or just shoot? Uh, she kind of rebelled against Shran's right. orders and uh, got in a fight with uh, Archer mm. to Paul. She was. She was. Um, she, she had very strong convictions. And now, if it, now are Andorians considered hot? Or I mean, I, I'm making now. It sounds like I'm making a joke. Not as hot as a green girl, but yeah, blue girl can be. Okay. Can <laughs> be. Or they're just cold. But uh, <laughs> um, but okay. So that that was kind of what. Is there is there anything else in the original or in Enterprise that we're missing? Like was any. Any hotties that came well, by? You had your share of Orion slave girls in Enterprise. Um, they especially were the episode Bound. They were unbelievably attractive. Yeah. Those were like uh, uh, what do you like the uh, Tropicana Hawaiian Tropic <laughs> girls. I mean, they were ridiculous looking. Yeah, I like watching that episode. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, but they weren't any. They were they were just in the one character. I mean, one thing. And, and there was another female uh, Andorian character who Shran married, and then there was a. Uh, actually, there were two, and then his. You know, uh, but she was Inar, not Andorian. Inar subspecies. Oh, really? Of Andorian. Oh, oh, I don't even. Wow, really? Okay, I guess I got to go back and watch some of that. I have Netflix now, and they're all on there. So I've, it's it's I've been. I've been slack. I've been watching. Hey, uh, to to my credit, I've been watching Voyager, and I'm almost done with Voyager. Um, not done, like I'm sick of watching it. Maybe a little, <laughs> but I, but I am. I'm almost to the end. You know what? The last season's pretty good. I just watched the one where. Uh, spoiler alert! Um, uh, How many ne- decades later? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neelix leaves the ship and goes and stays. Yeah, with I was other. so happy when that happened. But it was only two. I, there was only two left when, after that. When that though. episode ended. I went. <sighs> it's like now I can enjoy this the, the, the show without him for for two more hours. <laughs> Even though we're talking to him on subspace in uh, Endgame, yeah, uh, that's funny. Sorry, but- Ethan Phillips is a wonderful guy. Oh yeah, but, but Neelix is the Jar Jar Binks of, of Star Trek. <laughs> 
And we, we don't uh, it. You was, know, I was just watching a behind-the-scenes thing with Michael Westmore. Right. And Neelix's makeup was based on uh, the two characters from The Lion King. Um Oh, oh to- the, the boar and the in the oh really uh, in the in the little uh, what was he a meerkat yeah whatever really I can't remember their names you know I think I've heard that too uh, what's what do they say Kumata what's the uh, Kuna Matata Kuna Matata yeah those yeah. guys yeah <laughs> um, anyway get to the original series bum 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 <laughs> this is where. Uh, now now we're now we're talking talking my language at Nurse Chapel right off the bat. Um, I'm. I don't. I'm. You know, this, it sounds weird to be talking about her as a sex symbol. Um, I like her so much better as not sexy, just as a character as Luxana. So that's one of my literally one of my favorite characters that's ever been on television is Luxana Troy. So it's hard for me to see Nurse Chapel. You know, that's what made Majel such a great actress. She, when you watch Number One or Luxana, right, or Nurse Chapel, you don't think you're watching the same actresses. Characters are so different. Well, yeah, it's funny because I guess you're right. Because you know, you think, okay, wife of the creator, he's she's going to get the job right away. But actually, she wasn't married at the time, right? She was just an actress on the show, or or I don't even know how that worked out. Fuzzy on my memory of that. Yeah, I don't know how that worked out either. Was she just on? Because she is really good, especially when you watch some of the Deep Space Nine walks on episodes. Holy crap, man, she was good. Yeah, yeah. if I remember correctly, if I remember an interview with Gene Roddenberry correctly, they were married shortly after the. Oh no, no, no! They were married after Star Trek. Mm. They were just—they were simply in a relationship during Star Trek. Oh, okay, okay. You know who's not on this, by the way, is mm. um, Hot Lips from Mash. Uh, what's her face? Uh, oh, Sally Kellerman. Yes. Okay, now uh, I, I said Susan Oliver was the first female guest star ever. Uh, Sally would be the second because she was the uh, female guest star in the second pilot. Right. Now, how, no, Dr. Now, Elizabeth Daner. And I'm sure most people know this, but how, how did that air? Why is there – was it – what was the filming and airing of those? I'm, I'm still never clear okay, on that. In how. those days, pilots never aired. Pilots were made to show the execs and then they would green light the series. Oh. And it, back then, you didn't have the kind of structure where you'd see a first episode that set up everything. It would just go running. So uh, neither of those pilots was ever intended. So there were to two be pilots. There were two pilots. The Cage, right, which we only saw aired, uh, absorbed into the episode Menagerie as a flashback, uh, and then where No Man Has Gone Before was the second pilot with Sally Kellerman, right, and that one um, did end up in the uh, season one lineup to air, but it did not. Star Trek did not first air with that. It first aired with the Man Trap. Oh yeah, right, right. We're the salt lady. Right? Yeah, yeah, salt lady. Um, we'll leave her out of the line, right? Because <laughs> it's she's whatever you think she is. So, <laughs> um, but okay, so that's it. I never really got the complete. So there was two pilots. Which is the one where Spock's wearing a sweater and he's laughing the whole time? <laughs> that's uh, that's where no one's gone before. That, no, that's uh, the cage. That's okay, the original. They had not developed him as the logical, emotionless. Is that that's where he's like, "Ha ha, your silly Earth emotions." That- <laughs> well, that's uh, during the chess game at the beginning of where no man has gone before. Okay, he's he's got the logic now and the emotionlessness, but he still he still emotes to an extent. Okay, okay. <laughs> when he's bantering with Kirk. Okay, okay. That- <laughs> Like oh, up. yes. One of your earth emotions. Uh, he's, pretty, he's all smiley. Uh, okay. So Kellerman, yeah, she was – that Hot, was, but they should have put her in a skirt. Yeah. She looked true. great from the waist up, but the pants killed it for but, me. But you can always just watch the original MASH movie and see more of her than that. A lot more. Or um, uh, Back to School. Oh, uh, yeah. 
that's right. Why don't you call me sometime? Hey, when you have no class. There's a there's a there's a Star Trek Terry Farrell. Terry Farrell and 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 Kellerman were both in Back to School. And I'm sure there's more even more obscure actors in that film that are also in Star Trek. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, next, of course, Ohura. Um, who, God, have you ever seen pictures of her pre-Star Trek pictures in her like uh, dancing outfits and stuff? No. Damn, that woman's got some abs. Really? Jeez. Oh, I mean, well, is, when was the okay? Now, when did they do that? When did she go from the scant thingy, the what'd you call it, the lollipop, the lollipop? To the to, didn't she have like when was she had the belly exposed? What was that? Oh, that was Mirror Mirror. That was uh, oh, the right. uniform in the Mirror Universe. Oh, William Ware Thies was a genius. <laughs> and it's like, and the writers were a genius. Hey. Let's, you know, like Star Trek usually did, let's right. show something in this context so that we can get away with showing this. Oh. And, and I forget, it was a, there was a rule against belly buttons on television in the 60s, but I, I can't remember if you see belly button or not in Mirror Mirror. Oh, wow. That's but a, it comes yeah. damn close, I would assume. And that's where the kiss happens. Oh, that was Plato's stepchildren. Oh, and, that's right. They were being forced telekinetically that's right, to right. do that. That's what they got Again, making an interracial kiss, okay. Right. <laughs> the, uh, um, you know, I think the most unsung woman in Star Trek. I might, I might take that back later in the episode. But right now, it's going to be Yeoman Rand. Oh yeah, because she was such a prominent character in the first season, and yeah, then it's a shame. Have you ever read Grace's book? Uh-uh. Uh uh. Amazing Grace. It's uh, you know, she she, God, she had such a big role in the first season, right? And then you know, I, I, she had a bigger it, role than Ohura. She had a bigger role than a lot of people. She was like like. Way up there, like yeah, she like was primary integral, ca- integral, yeah, a primary cast member, and then to see her not ever hardly again. She was in the motion picture for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, transporter she, chief. She was absolutely. She was in all the motion pictures except for Star Trek Two, oh, uh, really? the Wrath of Khan. She was in three. She was in four. Uh, sorry, she was not in five. Okay, and then bam, in Star Trek Six, she's right up front. Uh, she's the communications officer on the Excelsior. Oh, okay. Well, and she was. Not very good. In um, uh, flashback. Yeah. Oh my god, she that was, was weird. Her acting ability seemed to go right out the window. Yeah, I don't know what that was. So hard to watch. Are you in, ready to defend the universe against gaseous anomalies today? <laughs> I have brought you some tea. I I don't know. It was really weird. Yeah, it was. It was odd. Like it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of what's her face in Crystal Skull. Um, <laughs> Which which one? You know, Miriam. Uh, oh well, you know, you're she like did a decent job, I guess. But it was kind of like, oh, you forgot how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, think like, I think everybody involved with that film okay. forgot how to do That's this. That's true, Spielberg included. <laughs> like, oh, is that how we make movies? I forgot. Whatever. Um, so <laughs> then I'm gonna say the this might be my number one. Might be my number one. Number one is Andrea. Andrea. Oh, from. Uh, what are little girls made yes. of? Andrea, probably oh. the sexiest woman in the original series. I, I, easily original series. I'm I'm so far going to say probably the most ever, like uh, in Star Trek. But we might, I might change when we get up the list. But oh my lord! You know, do do we have that actress's name? Because I would like to IMDb her. Uh, you know, AKA stalk her, right? And and see what the hell else she's been. <laughs> Let's in. find out. Let's do it. <laughs> Sherry Jackson. We just looked it up. Wow. Yeah. Make Room for Daddy was a big thing. Twilight Zone, you know, like the I was common at, stuff. I was at a convention once and there was a girl dressed in that outfit and I was taking video to make a silly you know, 
<laughs> well, montage and I had her slap me right. like she slaps Kirk in that episode. And the, the poor girl was like mortified. I can't slap you. And I'm like, no, just no, I'm an actor. Trust me. It won't, it won't hurt a bit. Right. She smacked me good. Well, I, I got to say, I wish there was more. Uh, there's a lot of girls that dress up for the conventions. It's called cosplay now, and it's getting a little you overdone. Know, thank God for female cosplay. And and my question is, where the hell was it when I was a kid? And, <laughs> when I was a kid and I was a nerd and, and, and a geek and getting picked on and beat up, where was you know what we have today where it's chic to be geek right. and girls dressed in the scantily clad nerd costumes? And I'm not – and, and there's, there's, there's kind of a big conspiracy kind of thing going on the internet like there's the nerd girls that aren't really nerd girls and no, then the people that hate the, they don't, that hate the not nerd girls <laughs> and then there's the real nerd – there's a whole thing. They're but opportunists like anybody else. Right. They went, hey, I can, I can be a big fish in a small pond. And, and anyway, but either way, I don't see a lot of Andrea at that conventions, and I kind of wish I would. I think I've only seen the one. Yeah, because that's a and, – And whoever you are out there and, and you remember what I'm talking about, thank you for slapping me. That was the <laughs> highlight of my con. So other than that in the original series, I mean there's a lot of like guest stars and that kind of thing. But for the main cast, that's kind of it. There wasn't really a lot of lot – of, you know, lot of, lot of, Well, you'd have the you know third season. You'd have the girl of the week. Uh, right. Uh, Golly, there's, but, there's a whole bunch I could name that were that but, were scantily clad and attractive. But main, but main main cast. Um, so anyway, uh, a few years later, we got Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, now this was kind of where things got good because this is where so many of the cast were women. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was like almost half and half on Next Generation. I was in love with Tasha. Really, yeah. I never had the thing for Tasha. Mm. Never, never, never. I think she looks too much like her granddad. <laughs> Bing. Um, I think is her granddad's grandmother. You ever seen her? Or is her father. Have you seen her, her Playboy layout? Yeah, and I, I was really not happy with that. It, evidently, it was shot before the razor was invented. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Tasha, I, but I like her character. I like that she was a tough, um, she was a badass. She was from that crazy planet with the new wave haircuts, and they all were like really tough. I liked her when she came back. I liked Sila, and I liked. Um, uh, Yesterday's Enterprise, yeah, Tasha. Hey, man, she was way better after they got. Okay, well, you know oh, what, though? Her sister. There was an episode with oh. her sister, and that's okay. probably TNG Ultimate Hotness. Okay, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because that she is hard to watch in that outfit. <laughs> that is like, I mean. Everybody what, mistakes her for Linda Hamilton. It wasn't Linda Hamilton. You know, it's funny, but she played another character that was. She played something else where her and Linda. It was. She was in something else that people think is Linda Hamilton, and it wasn't. It's that. It's her. And I don't know what it is. I'm going to find it and watch it, whatever it is. <laughs> but she had the helmet head, which I didn't like. Yeah, well, um, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. But, oh, my God, her outfit. Wow. Um, and we can, with that, we can thank William Ware Thies uh, mm-hmm. for the you know the scantily clad women in the original series. We can mm-hmm. thank uh, Rob Blackman for the – the tight eighties body suits right. we saw in DNG. Hey, and women, and, hey, and girls out there, you got to see Data in hot body suits too. So it's like we're just, you know, yeah, it's it's all. Yeah. Yeah, Riker, it's, Riker was in a onesie, wasn't he, in the first series? <laughs> it's first all time. equal, but nobody. <laughs> when we're talking about that, nobody can touch Stephen Collins in that hallway shot in the motion picture. <laughs> what uh, uh, Denise Okuda called? Oh, I, I don't want to misquote her. She called it the something shot. Oh, <laughs> it's probably listen to the commentary. It's probably like, very much like there's an episode uh, where Nog comes back with his with his missing leg and his fake leg. Oh yeah, and and he's laying on his bed, and there's a very I mean, Aaron went uh, commando that day. Yeah, or or something, and it was like it was very awkward. <laughs> 
Like, there's a few shots. Like, there's a lot of Star Trek, 700 episodes. You know, dozen, 23 days. Dozen I think we figured it out. 23 straight days <laughs> or 32 straight days, whatever it was. Um, but there's like, but that's just that's just. Uh, nog wiener, just it's just that's what it is. There's <laughs> no log. There's, well, it's it's more of a twig, but there's um. I mean, he's oh, little, he, oh I you know what it, it was I probably Aaron's not listening. It was probably cold on the set. Um, <laughs> but and you know anyway, but so uh, but yeah, the so Tasha, you're right. I was a, wasn't a big fan, but holy smokes, they well see, she suffered from. She was gone before the show got good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 when the acting and the directing improved, and the the dialogue wasn't so awkward, right? Uh, and then, yeah. she would have been a great character in the say the third season, right? But she didn't give it. A ch- I'm sorry, Denise, you didn't give it a chance. Yeah, and, and, and and your your film career, you went off to Pet Cemetery. Right. Well, that's it. Happens, and a lot of people do that. You know, McLean Stevenson. You know, it. it what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Just um, stay put, damn it. People. I know. When you get cast in something really cool, stay put. Well, there's a there's a girl we're going to mention later that uh, the, the, Michelle Forbes. Um, oh, I saw thank her. God for Michelle Forbes. And I, <laughs> but I saw her. Thank the Battlestar Galactica gods. Thank the Star yeah. Trek gods. But I saw her at a convention and she was talking. They were asking her why she didn't do Deep Space Nine because she was slated to she be She was supposed the to Kira. be the Kira character. Right. The, the, uh, uh, and why am I blanking on her character's name? Kira Norris? No, no, no. Oh, uh, uh, oh Ensign Roe. Uh, Roe was supposed to be the attache and, of Deep Space Nine. But what, what always kind of made me mad is here she is at a convention saying that, you know, um, I didn't want to do it because it was another seven years and I didn't want to sign, you know, to something where I was obligated. And, you know, I, and I'm, I hate to do this, but uh, you're not going to get any sympathy from the rest of the world that would love to have a seven-year contract on a job making what you would have been making. And and I and I do kind of get a little mad at these actor types that kind of – they say – they tell us as fans and like we're supposed to relate to them and go, oh, you're right. Oh, poor you. You would have had to stay there for seven stated years. Stated in a more relatable yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and, but you're talking to a bunch of people who had to save up to come to this convention <laughs> yeah. who would love to be stable enough in a job to have a contract. It's like you kind of want to go, F you. You know, like it's not – you know, poor, poor little you – you know, so I don't really. She walked out of Star Trek. She did California, and that was uh, big. That was really big. And then uh, I didn't, uh, at least I didn't see anything of her for years until Galactica, right? And, and now she's back because now she's on um, uh, True Blood, uh, and she's naked pretty much the entire time. Excellent. Um, and she still looks good. Um, but anyway, that, okay, we're, 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 we, we got to get back to. <laughs> no, wait, wait, no, we can. It's, this is a, this is next generation. She's next generation. Sure. Um, oh, and, God, her first her first appearance in TNG. Oh, she was the daughter with the crazy hairdo. That was horrible. But you know, those were good uh, acting. Yeah. Oh, she was great. It, that had that was another mash thing, wasn't she? The the daughter David Ogdenstein. Yes, and they were trills. Yeah, the trill makeup. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, they were they were what they what trills were supposed to be because those the episodes are back to back. There's one before it where trill where the first trill was and it had a crazy makeup. And then there was the next episode which was this one and I don't know if they just got it wrong or how did – Well, I don't know if they were supposed to be Trill. Uh, in fact, they named the planet in that episode. Well, no, the, well, the one – he had the worm and everything, that dude. It was right around the same – it was the episode before or after the one we're talking about with Michelle Forbes. And he was a trill and he had the worm and everything. Right. And, and he, he was a trill. I'm just saying Michelle Forbes and, and David Adams. No, they weren't supposed to be. No, but they just had the the, trill the, spot. the later trill spot makeup. Right. Yeah, Michael Westmore just dabbled a lot and you know, just right. kind of goofed stuff around all over the place. But yeah, she was kind of ridiculous in that. Which, and But 
how ballsy is it to introduce a new character in what the fourth season, fifth season? When did when did Re- Lo- Re- the Ensign Rowe? I, I think that's uh, pretty. Early. It's when the, she was Wesley's replacement, basically. Oh, so that that must. Oh, have I never thought about that one. It must have happened in season four. Okay, that's and and they were good with it because they didn't overuse her. You know, they would use her when they used her, Just and then and enough. that's it. Yeah, and then she wouldn't be around for a year, and then you'd see her again. And I loved her in Disaster and in, oh, and in Power Play. Uh, oh yeah, both yeah, both of which really good. Oh, great episodes, both of them. By the way, yeah. in fact, Disaster is one of my favorites. First off, it's a heavy O'Brien episode, and and yeah. I like O'Brien, especially pre DS Nine. It's cool to see him. I love Disaster, but I, there are certain areas I have to fast forward through. Um, first of all, I hate birth scenes in any show or movie. I hate the screaming. I hate the the pushing. Right. I just fast forward through it. And the second thing is, I'm sorry, I hate Keiko. Yeah, well, she she's, kills Deep Space Nine episodes. You know, she's and. Right. and and I liked her. I liked her on Aftermash. Um, Mash? Af- <laughs> she was in the last After- episode of Mash. No, no, Aftermash. No, no, but she was on Aftermash too. But yeah, but she, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, the, he, Klinger fell in love with her in the last episode. But Keiko was a useless and, uh, you know, frankly, bitchy character on Deep Space Nine. She made me feel sorry for O'Brien. Uh, being a single guy and knowing better than to get married, mm-hmm. I would just look at the screen and go, O'Brien, look what you get yourself into. Get out of there. You know what? It's you know the funny thing about her is it wasn't. I used to think it was the Deep Space Nine uh, writers that made her bad. But you watch the Next Generation. She was mean to him at the. I mean, well, first off, the wedding, which day to day the best. I think yeah, my calling favorite. it off for no reason. I, that was, by the way, it's my favorite Next Generation episode. It's a great one, and um, and and maybe one of my fa- maybe one of my favorite Star. Well, it is one of my favorite Star Trek episodes, and that that and like Pale Moonlight are my my two right there, but. Um, she was even a bit thin. She was like calling it off and then yelling at Data for trying to figure it out. Just leave me alone. Yeah. And then, and then, like two episodes later, this was the big O'Brien. They must have been gearing him for next for DS Nine at this point because he, he he started getting a lot of screen time. Yep. And he was remember he had to eat like seaweed and like in like uh, sea worms and crap for breakfast. Yeah. Instead of his oxtails and cabbage. Yeah. And she's like, oh, for breakfast, she's already a bitch then. Yep. And it's funny. Why did you do it, O'Brien? Hey. You cheated us out of seeing you on the first few seasons of DS9 being O'Brien. I know. Doing your O'Brien thing. Oh. No, you were just a husband and you had to go, yes, dear. And in fact, even a Cisco even makes fun of him. When he did, he when he helped rescue Tosk, which is one of the best things ever, and and then and and um, Cisco's giving him what for at the end. He's like, if you do this, your wife won't have to complain about the conditions on this station. Oh yeah, that was a good line. Ooh, By like, the way, Cisco, favorite captain, <laughs> Avery Brooks, one of my favorite actors. Oh for sure, love every line of dialogue. <laughs> I think I think what we don't like about Keiko. Is the fact that we love O'Brien? Yes, and it, it, she dragged him down. Oh, I know. It, it, it seems like it was so bad. And I, I've, we've talked about it on the show, but Alicia does a great Keiko with the miles. But uh, the uh, it's always so bad. I, it's funny. I fast forward. I fast forward. There, well, like the one where she's the Paul Wraith, I love. I think that's awesome because she's supposed to be rotten. You know, and where she was possessed, and yeah, I guess the writers figured they should just go with the flow. <laughs> go, <laughs> this will be this will be the easiest episode we've ever done. <laughs> just write her like you normally do. Yeah, uh, uh, she is really, really, and I'm sure the lady's probably great. I'm sure she's a nice lady. It was Rosalind Chow? Yeah, Rosalind Chow. Yeah, I'm sure she's great. She was great on Aftermath. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, now you mentioned her, oh, Molly, but like. 
uh, Jungle Molly. Yeah, when Jungle Molly is all grown up. Oh man, with, and it's funny she had bangs, which I don't know how she cut those, but but she was like Jungle Molly. She was smoking, smoking Molly. <laughs> so yeah, Keiko's not uh, not not the, not the most not fun. No, not, not <laughs> track down O'Brien's character. So um, anywho, um, moving on to ne- through next generation, Denise Crosby. Um, as uh, Tasha Yar, I, I not. I know she was kind of considered a sex symbol at the time. Very eighties time, hot stuff. Uh, she did a Playboy layout just before that. Evidently, before they invented the razor. Well, that was back when everybody did a Playboy layout before they were famous, right? Like Madonna did, and everybody did. Um, I've never seen it. I'm not the hugest fan of hers. I mean, I, she's now. I'm, I'm a big fan of Denise Crosby. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Wonderful Tasha Yar. Woman. I think the problem happened where she disappeared before she got good. Yeah, before the show got good. Because, you you know, we mention all the time, one of the best episodes ever, uh, Yesterday's Enterprise. Yes. She was fantastic. In, yeah, and that gives you that gives you a glimpse into what her character would have been like, like had she hung on. Good, good point, because how good would that character have been if that's what she was? Except that she falls in love with Shooter McGavin. I know, it is, that is really <laughs> funny. Um, and he was good, too, though. And, you know, I like the captain. But I can't take him seriously when I watch that I episode, because I expect him to turn around and go, no. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, but the captain was really cool. I think kind of a pre, uh, predecessor to Janeway. Rachel Garrett. And, yeah. and, uh, God, that actress played so many wonderful women on Star Trek, including a, a Klingon scientist. Really? In, um, the episode with, uh. Oh, with, with Dr. with the, with the Ferengi scientist? Yeah, Rager. She, she was the Klingon in that? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was a great character. She's been in many roles. That was a, oh my God. That, that reminds me of something else. But, um, <laughs> that one, the chase. Um, yeah, the chase. A great episode until the end. I thought the end was kind of like they just rewrote all of history. <laughs> like that uh, was they had a it looked like a changeling, which I thought was kind of interesting. In fact, that was Salome Jen. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, who ended up playing the female changeling. I think that's where they got the idea for her. And it was kind of a cool thing. Like they seeded the universe, you know, billions of years ago, and that was it. Was kind of a neat message. I loved the Klingon dude. The kind of chubby, fun-loving Klingon idiot guy. I, I don't know. He wasn't a strong Klingon. And I'll no, you, he was. He was a weak-ass Klingon. All the Klingon actors from Star Trek: The Experience, my colleagues hated him. Right. I thought he was like, uh, yeah, you, you ignorant topa or whatever. Like. Yeah, I'll send you my mother's recipe for biscuits. For bis- biscuits, biscuits. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, there's there's parts of that episode that are great, and uh, parts not so great. But going back to Tasha, yeah. her sister was even hotter. Okay, her sister, I'm going to put up there with Andrea as uh, the hottest uh, Star Trek personality so far. And I'm, no, she's not uh, Linda Hamilton. How much did she look like Linda? Is she no? Linda Hamilton has a twin sister. Yeah, they used her in Terminator 2. Now, that's not – but is this girl not really – is she related to them or anything? I do not know. I can't recall her name. Well, because she was hot. I mean, holy and, and we can thank Rob Blackman for those bodysuits. And that bodysuit was close to obscene because you know what? It, yeah. we, when you've got like Seven's bodysuit, there's there you can tell there's ribbing and plastic and there's things under – there's things between her – Luscious skin and the the material. There's things between there. 
um, plastic and pads and things that are happening and keeping things, you know, even better than they, they probably already are. <laughs> but in that Tasha's sister, there's nothing but skin. And then the, the, the faintest of fabric, essentially body paint. Yeah. It's, it was ridiculous. So I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> thank you, Rob Black. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know who he is, but I'm thanking him myself. <laughs> um, the, uh, from there we go to, uh, Troy speaking of body suits. Um, again, she had the – she luckily, like the rest of the cast, stuck around to get good because <laughs> at the beginning was not good. The the look uh, improved over the seasons. You know that they were going to – those two per- people were supposed switched. to be reversed. They were switched. How bad would that have been? Thank God calmer heads, smarter heads prevailed on that because yep. that would have been awful. Or maybe not. I don't know. But – Casting, Darren and I have talked about this. Casting, especially Next Generation, was lightning in a bottle. I mean, it really, that's hard to do more than one time. And that was perfect. I couldn't imagine Crusher, oh, no, no, uh, Yar being a counselor. You know, it's just so weird to me. You yeah, know? yeah, it's hard to picture. I, um, I Troy is a sex symbol. She's considered hot. You know, people, you know, think she was. I, she I had a gorgeous face. I can't, you know, she doesn't have the greatest body on the show right uh but what <laughs> what what is that movie with um uh denim elliott uh the wicked lady okay uh watch the wicked lady if you want to see all of counselor troy no, I've, I've never even heard of this movie uh it's it's a british film 1983 okay um <clears throat> yeah so i mean i she's okay with me i'm not you know i don't have i'm not I'm, ne- I'm neither here nor there with counselor troy i i like the character i think it develops pretty well um I like her and Riker's kind of, ba- you know, back and forth. I've always liked that. That the, was a good thread. Yeah, the Imzadi kind of thing. Yeah. I thought that was always really good. And I met Marina in 1990 and without the contact lenses, and she has very striking blue eyes. And so it is like Majel too, though. I was a god. Yeah, the, the uh, <clears throat> it's weird that they did that with them and put the black eyes. I think it was very cool. I mean, it, was, it, it kind of, you know, made them. I think Assertus uh, did mention one time, it was funny, that she had to do this weird accent. Um, oh, yeah. But then Majel didn't. So <laughs> it was kind of like yep. – and the funny thing is that I've mentioned it before on the show is by the end – by the by the third, fourth movie, she just stopped doing the accent altogether and yep. she's just speaking British. Just, she's just Brit. Yeah. She's just Brit. Um, Crusher, everybody knows I'm not a big fan of – I'm, I'm an okay fan of Wesley. I'm not a big fan of Beverly. Um, Wait, you're a fan of Wesley? I, you know what? I, he does <laughs> – there he goes. Anyway, so it's I'm your host by myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind him. Um, he he gets a bad rap. I mean, he it's very. I feel bad. You know what it is? I think I feel for young. What's his name? Um, Will Wheaton. Yeah, he's Will. a great guy. And and you know to be filmed in your most awkward teenage years, and they wrote him kind of like a just a the worst type of teenager, sure. like just this. Oh golly gee, Captain is you know like it. it I, I can't <laughs> can't blame him so much, but Beverly, as 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 you know, I don't know. Not not the biggest fan. She's a pretty lady. Uh, her wigs were a little crazy. They'd go from short to long and crazy and sideways and <laughs> whatever. Um, there's episodes I think she it just were terrible that featured her like. What was the one where Don't Forget About Me or whatever? Oh, Remember Me. Yeah, like oh, actually, I like that one. Really, I'm not a big anyway, but. Well, I think, uh, I mean, or 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 uh, Nova uh, uh, Rosa Sub Rosa Sub Rosa was awful. Oh. Why are we putting a, a female romance novel into Star Trek? Was, what the hell was that? Although I, I was happy to see that Duncan Regeer was still working. Who's that? 
He was the guy who played the ghost. Oh, okay. Uh, he he was uh, Charles on V. Oh, okay. The uh, yeah, that was you know, and and it's truth be known, people that know me know that I am the hugest, hugest fan of Pulaski. Uh, and I know that causes a big stink amongst people, but if and I, and, I, and I'm gonna just put this out there: if you don't like Pulaski, um, just stop for a minute and give it a shot. And mm-hmm. remember this: she's bones, uh, bones. She's she's a bone. female bone. She is bones. They wrote her to be bones. And and think if they put um, bones in that character, if if he was on the the Enterprise D. That's exactly how it would have been. I that, think Pulaski was a better Doctor character than Crusher, but I think Crusher looked better in the spandex. Uh, right. I mean, and, <laughs> especially and, in the the naked now, which is bending over the desk. And and the, the problem with Crusher, you needed a younger. You didn't need it because they already had an old captain. You didn't need an old a doctor too. Mm, now yeah. it would look like you know the the, the juniors and the seniors. Um, but I mean, as far as a character goes, she she's you know she she's and, McCoy and Diana Muldar was hot in the original series. Oh yes, twice, and, twice. And, and I think she was on Mash too. Or one. Everybody's been on Mash. But, Everybody. Yeah. Um, but I think just a great character. I, I better doctor, more believable as a doctor, and like a country doctor kind of style, just like Bones is cantankerous, older. You know, knows their business and doesn't take any crap from anybody. Crusher, it never, it never, I never bought it that she wouldn't take crap from, you know, the captain. It always just seemed like she was being bitchy. Like there was the, it was the one with the, the, the terrorists and they, they, they oh, uh, God. And she gets captive. The high ground. So bad. Great musical score, though. But she's, she was supposed to come up and, and I don't know. That would have worked with Pulaski because she would have been this cantankerous old, you know, like when she got all old. That would have been such a better episode with Pulaski. Oh, we could think about it. It would have been so good because she would have been, that's who you want to hijacked. That would have been a great back and forth with her and. What was his name? Warren, Lauren. Oh, he had a the terrorist. Yeah, Finn. Finn. Uh, but was? I don't remember the actor's name. That's no, no. I was thinking of the, the the guy, and he was an artist. And st- I mean, that would have been so much better. She seemed meek. I'm kind not of. unlike your own George Washington. Right. <laughs> um, the uh, going back into royalty of Star Trek, we got Major Barrett for sure, but Guinan, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Major being the first lady of Star Trek, uh, Guinan being the uh, celebrity. I and woman and just they used her so well. Yeah, they did, especially in the best of both worlds. And oh uh, yeah, and I'd say Measure of a Man, even though her scene is uh, short. In right. the measure of a man, she uh, brings up the issue of slavery. Quite well, she well. and she does. She's she was good at that point. Put just put her in there. She's going to convey so much in so little because yep. she's so badass. And not only is Whoopi Goldberg badass, but they they wrote her to be this mystical person that was so good, and that Q was afraid of yeah. for some powers unbeknownst <laughs> to us. Apparently, like, was he afraid of Sauron too? I mean, I, I, it would have to be right. Zorin was a wuss. Right. If he was, if he's any indication of what an Elorian is capable of, <laughs> then uh, Whoopi was just bluffing. <laughs> but Whoopi, awesome, awesome, one of the best characters ever in Star Trek history. I, I just can't, you can't go wrong with her. Um, we've already mentioned Roe. I think Roe is attractive, yeah, but just, a, just a really. Good character and a new character that is so risky. We already mentioned that earlier. And a successful new that, character that never works. It hardly ever will bring it. When you've got a family show like that, where the crew is your family and you know every one of them and you know where they're from and you know what their father's name was, 
and you bring in a new character, man, you're risky. And that, they tried a few times before that, and it didn't work. Does anybody remember Ensign Sonia Gomez? Oh, man, she spilled coffee. She and, was the hooker in Lethal Weapon, by the way. Mm, I forgot about her. I could have used a little more Leffler. Robin Leffler, yeah, but you know what? She, Ashley Judd had to go be a big movie star. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but, her first on-screen romance is Wesley Crusher? Yeah. Oh, just shoot yourself now. <laughs> Ah, um, she was magnificent in one episode. Um, looking, I mean, it was, I actually like the game. I think that's a that's a really fun um, fun episode. That is, uh, that's a that's a what I call a good Wesley episode. Oh, it is where I don't fast forward through. Well, wait, and because he came back. Um, in fact, you know what? He one of my favorite episodes is the whole uh, Locarno. That whole. Yeah, that's another uh, I love that character change. Locarno was supposed to be the helmsman of the Voyager, right? But, uh, but the, I forget what the reason was that they changed the right, character. They had completely. to they'd have to pay the writer. Ah, uh, that was it of that show for that name. Every time, every time Janeway went Locarno, they would have to give that guy fifty bucks, and they were like, "Let's just change his name." I just my my niece Clarissa loves Voyager, and she's seen um, the first duty, right? And duty, she duty. <laughs> And she swears, you know, Star Trek Justification 101. Right. Uh, she swears that that character, Locarno, is Tom Paris, but he went, he had to go through some name change at some point. Well, it is. I mean, in fact, he gets in trouble. When they, she rescues him from Australian whatever prison or whatever. He's in, his dad's in it. I think Nick Locarno was probably just a pseudonym he was using while he was in the academy. Right, right. And it really was Tom Paris. <laughs> Uh, and I like I like that I always did. Um, in fact, talk about a good female character, Sito, um, as a, as a Sito Jackson, as barely barely just two episodes, two killer episodes. Yeah, what a great way to bring her back. And I heard a rumor that she was supposed to come back in Deep Space Nine from a prison camp. That would have been perfect. I think there was an episode that was uh, originally. That was written for. That was supposed to be, and, and they then changed, changed it at the last minute to another character. There were many Bajoran uh, POWs rescued during. But how DS9. cool would that have been? That would have been awesome. That if she kept, because I mean, except that because you would already get the shock of her dying in in lower decks, which was amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit, I that, that tears me up every it, time. It was shocking. That episode. It was shocking that she went up because. First off, nothing to me is better than like a Lower Decks type of episode where you get to see the other people. And Alyssa Ogawa's um, reaction to oh, the yeah. news, that, that, I just lose it right there. Every time I see Ogawa, though, I picture her when she's the half monkey. And in the, in the, <laughs> the, uh, every time it's like – because I always think, why is she the only monkey? Wouldn't all the humans turn into monkeys? Well, Riker was kind of a monkey. Oh, that's true. That's true. He got Neanderthal. Um, but the uh, Aunt Sito, badass, one of the best Bajoran characters of all time. Agreed. Um, Another another coming in, coming out. Uh, Kalar. Kalar! Susie. Awesome. One of our best friends. She was, uh, she was Just, a regular at the experience. She, Susie, is, she's a beautiful woman. Kalar, if you got to think about being – like if everybody – if anybody ever wanted to try to be an actor or actor or actress or however you say it, um, think – watch the first Kalar episode where she comes on and has to fight and do all the goofy stuff that she had to do in those early episodes. It was season two. Season two. And um, where she mates with Worf and makes little Alexander – Sorry, spoiler. That's how babies are made. Um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, how awkward it would be to be in, to be an actor starring in that. Like you have to act that way, act that way. And she had to do 
Like, remember they were looking for that? Oh, there was that old Klingon ship that just came out of time or whatever. Yeah, it, with Lance Legault yeah. as the as the captain, which was awesome. And but she had to act so good, and she did such a good job when she came back with Alexander, and and it was so reunion. That was just amazing. I think it would have been funnier if she had left Alexander at Worf's door jam and just hit the button and ran. <laughs> What? What is going on? What is this? <laughs> um, she was great. Um, she showed up in a, a like a, a photon torpedo or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. The emiss- Emissary, which gets confused with the title of uh, DS9's pilot episode, Emissary. Oh, right. You're right. That's uh, kind of like First Contact. There's two First Contacts as well. And there's two Nemesis. Oh, there is. There's a Voyager Nemesis and, and the bad movie Nemesis. Um, uh, but but got to gotta mention that Susie has played... A lot of female roles on on Star Trek. Uh, Doctor Solar, right? Uh, Kalar, the, the the Klingon ambassador. Uh, a Q, a female Q, right? Uh, she's played a female Tara, and, Tara, and Tara, Tara. Yeah, she's just badass. Um, the uh, now on to my favorite show of all time. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, this is where the girls started getting a little hotter for hot sake, I think. Um, I went to an L.A. Comic Con at the Shrine Auditorium in whatever year this came out, 89, 91. When did, I don't Deep know, Space Nine? Yeah. 92. Oh, okay. gee, 92? Fifth, fifth season. 91. Uh, yeah, fifth season of Next Generation, right? 87, 89, um, 90, 91. So, um, and, we should know and Terry Farrell was at the convention, not doing a talk. She was just sitting at a booth. No one knew who she was. She was the girl from, you know, back to school yeah. and like she was just whatever. Um, it, she was stunning, She's like in so real gorgeous. life. And this was then. This was when she was whatever she old she was, 25 or whatever. Oh my God. She's six foot tall and just magnificent. Her. As Dax, she was hot enough in in the uh, Starfleet uniform, but then they went ahead and put her in the uh, '60s scant for trials oh, and yeah. tribulations. Yeah, that was unreal. But she, and and you know what? There's a that's a good point. She never ever ever had to play the sex card dress dressing wise. She wore a Starfleet. She wore not even the body suit. She wore the Deep Space Nine two piece, three piece, whatever with the thing underneath. And, and we got to see her in a uh, one piece swimming suit, uh, which was on awful. And well, she, the spots kind of ruined the yeah. look. Well, she also had a skin condition where she couldn't be out in the sun, so she always had to be covered pretty much head to toe anyway. But she was I just did not know that. she's so pretty and just. Now, Dax is another character that if she would have left in season one, we would have said was terrible hmm. because she wasn't good in season one and mostly two. Nobody was. No. and But she got uh, just like everybody else. Now, I think Deep Space Nine hit the ground a little more running than any of the other shows did. Yeah. Because they were they were firing on all cylinders right here. They had movies going. They had Next Generation going. That was the peak of Star Trek. Yeah. It was, they could do no wrong. And they did Deep Space Nine. It it did hit the ground pretty running. There's a few stinkers in the first, but it was, but not really. It was still pretty damn good. Um, she wasn't very good though. She was kind of, and she talks about it now at conventions that she was way way outclassed and didn't and wasn't a big time actress. She was more of a model, and you know, and she just that wasn't really her thing. And was so thankful of. Uh, in fact, I just we saw it at last year's convention talking to Avery Brooks. She had to be a mentor to Brooks in a character, yet she was not up to the task at all. And Avery made it 
better for her because she she looked up to Avery, and but yet she had to be the old man, the old you know the mentor to him, and so it was really hard for her. And you can and you when you watch the early ones, you can tell it doesn't really work. Yeah. And I've always said if Dax was played by no offense to Terry, I mean she she ended up doing a really good job, but if it was played by a deeper, more experienced actor. You could have probably saw all those lifetimes. You could have probably felt like this was the old man. I never really got that feeling from her. It's, you know, it was kind of eh. yeah. They were casting for looks instead of um, substance. Presence. Yeah, yeah, presence. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. Presence. Um, but she ended up, ended up doing the part really well. Absolutely. Um, oh, we were kind of broached it a little bit earlier, but Kira, um, Nana Visitor, is no slouch. Man, that girl is just an um, just a, a she's a Funny to, to talk to her in real life. She's a bubbly, girly girl type of character. She's very pixie-ish. Yes, and to play this badass was completely opposite. I love her. I love her character. Oh, I, I love Kira. People bitched at first because she was kind of yappy and kind of bitchy. But I, I also take kind of a little bit of offense to that because that's what happens when women act you know, mean and powerful. Oh, they're a bitch. But, well, no, she's just being assertive and – She's a, ter- she's a terrorist. I mean, she's not, you know. I love the pilot episode where she slaps the desk to shut off the monitor. And yes. Francisco walks in. I love that bit. Yo, she's really good. She uh, And she got really good. She's a little easy with the with the throwing her junk around, though, because, man, any anybody of power that came along, she was she's ended up on her back somehow. But um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It was I think it was like two guys, Brile and, and, and uh, uh, what's the other oh, one? God, what was his name? Uh yeah, with well, the first one, whatever. Who okay. I mean, But she did. Oh, oh, it was Duncan Regeer again. I can tell you that. <laughs> so Crusher and uh, Kira have both slept with Duncan Regeer. Oh, who's Duncan Regeer? He played Charles on V. Right, but who? But Crusher. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You said Crusher. Oh, yeah, because he was the ghost in that, on that oh, island. Oh, oh, okay. No, no kidding. All right. How funny is that? Um, the uh, But I, I do – I've always liked Kira. Strong female character. Never, ever was unstrong. Right. Things like duet. And sexy. Oh, God. Duet's the – okay. Duet and Pale Moonlight. Yeah. If there were only two episodes of DS9 you could get on DVD, it would have to be those two. Yeah. The duet, I can watch literally every day. Just – in fact, just watch it as just an exercise in, in Oh My Godness. Because it is, it's even perfectly titled. Yeah, it is. I know. It's, it's two great actors just knocking it back and forth. This is season one. Yeah, this is like they don't even know what they're doing. But this is also a testament to the to the actually unbending, unyielding uh, power of Ron Moore and Michael Pil- Michael Pillar. Yeah, 
they got actors that they didn't care what you did before. They don't care what you think you can do. Here's what you're doing. And we've heard from all the actors on that show. There was no improv, no ideas. There was no, I love you. I know in moments in that show, it was no, that's, you know, Shimmerman's always said it. You did what was written and that's, that was it, man. They didn't care what you thought. Like Brent Spiner says, if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. Exactly. It's and they just, then they went for it, which kind of makes them crappy convention guests because they always go, what were you thinking in episode 59 when you had to die, but you didn't eat? And they always say nothing because I just did what they told me to do because we had no choice at all. It was like you just did what it said, you know. Um, and and it's funny that they watching the Deep Space Nine panel, Nana said that. She didn't have a lot to say because they read – and they filmed it, and then they went home, and then they did it again tomorrow. And it was just this bam, bam, bam. But it's funny to see her now. Such a she's such a kind of bubbly character. She's she always so was. much fun. Um, I mentioned it after the convention, and we'll talk about this character coming up next. Anyway, um, Chase Masterson, um, Chase Mastercard. She uh, the last year's Star Trek convention here in Las Vegas was the twentieth anniversary of Deep Space Nine, um, and. She and it wasn't it was and to be honest it wasn't that great because the Deep Space Nine crew aren't the best convention hosts they're not very seasoned outside of like Shimmerman and Grodencheck and and Alimo. the rest of the guys don't do a lot of conventions so they're not really that good at it Terry Farrell and Nana Visitor and um, Avery's a little uh, kind of a loose cannon he's always fun to watch but uh, Chase stole the show the night before. Um, it was a concert put on by uh, Vic Fontaine, um, uh, Darren, James Darren, and uh, then and Casey Biggs came out and sang a little bit of acoustic guitar stuff too. And then um, Chase came out and said that when she was a little girl, and I've, and I've, I've told the story before, but I'm just I can't help telling it again because it's it's so good. Um, she was in she brought up in New York. And she was a big fan of Broadway, and her and her sister used to go down to Broadway and off Broadway, and they were fans of the showgirls. And they would go and they'd get their autographs, and they would get the the stars' autographs and all the stuff. And they were they wanted to be showgirls. They wanted to be you know cabaret. You know the, what? It's not like showgirls like Vegas showgirls. You know they wanted to be in Broadway. They said they were watching. I think it was Chicago, and there was a girl in Chicago, one of the one of the dancers. That just lit up the stage. She was literally magne- magnetic. They could – the whole crowd knew it. You watched this one showgirl. She was just amazing. So when uh, little Chase and her sister went backstage and all the big girls came out, they didn't want any of their autographs. They wanted to meet this one showgirl and they met her and they got her autograph and, and, and the showgirl couldn't believe it. She's like, well, I'm just a, you know the fifth girl in the line. They said, yeah, but you're great. And when Chase said she walked on the stage of D, on the set of D Space Nine, there she was. Oh, be damned! It was not a visitor. She's like, "Oh my god, oh, I've, I've I've got your autograph." I forgot. I've heard that story. I forgot. And she's like, "I I've, I have been and not remembered it." She's like, "You were the only person who ever asked for my autograph." She's like, "And and it was her." And she got to work with her and thought that's how this this woman moved and sang and just was so good. And yet, like I said, Ron Moore, they go, you're a, you're a terrorist, you're badass. And that was it. You know, they don't care. Um, but, so, but Chase, lo- another lovely character. Chase it- is great. I was, I was in my twenties when she appeared on Deep Space Nine. I had, you know, a television crush on that character, right. on that actress. And then I grew up and then I became an actor at the experience. Then I met Chase. Then I started hanging out with Chase, you know, during the cons, uh, at, uh, that, that took place at the Las Vegas Hilton. And, uh, you know, she's an integral part of um, 
our Star Trek The Experience life, and mm-hmm. she was there for our closing, and uh, we see her at the conventions all the time. Yeah, she's we're, always around. She's at every convention. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're colleagues now, in a sense. We're, we're acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest turnaround for me was, you know, here I am as a kid ogling uh, over her on television, and then now I'm doing the final, in 2008, the final Borg Invasion show, and there she is standing in the audience applauding me and my, my castmates at, at the end of the show. It was incredible. Yeah, she's – And she – you know, we, we, we've got this actor, Richard Oden, who played one of the most beloved Ferengi at Star Trek The Experience, Roggle. Right. And he had a stroke a number of years ago and he was in the hospital and all of us one by one would – Go to the hospital, visit him. And, oh, yeah, we, we all did. And there's Chase just shows up, shows up to visit uh, Richard in the hospital. She's just absolutely a class act. Yeah, she really is good. We've had on the show. She's, you know, and, and, and was hired for her looks. You know, in fact, that was, it was even the jokes early on, like, you know, I'm more than just, you know, oh, I've got Quark. brains. Yeah, and he's like, well, take, take your brains. Take those brains back over to the Dabo table <laughs> right. where uh, everybody can get a good look. At right, them. exactly. Um, and then she got. She was kind of a cartoon character with Rom because Rom is kind of a cartoon character as well. Um, I, I like her Lori, Laura Petri. But, oh, Rom. Yeah, it was. So it, it, she's, you know, but again, very attractive. Um, embrace Star Trek full on. Yep. You know, she's one of the few actors in the in the, in Star Trek. You could probably she could probably name the name of every episode she was in by title. You and, know, and she's personable and she's appreciative of you know uh, of the work she's done. Another big controversial thing was a new Dax. And I it's no big secret I don't like Esri Dax. I love Esri. No, I I don't. I like the pixie-ish ones. I I she looks okay. Um I I take issue with the fact they got another hot brunette. I mean that was kind of like isn't this the, the point of this? They kind of reconned this whole thing because I thought you weren't supposed to have any contact with your old life, and then they put her right back in the same situation. I know she wasn't trained. I don't know. It would have been so much better if it was like a dude. If it was like a big, like, okay. uh, like I have to completely disagree with you right there. <laughs> I just think it would have been more interesting that Worf's ex-wife or former wife is a big dude. Or that something. would have been funnier yeah. when it came to Worf. Right. That would have been a lot funnier. Yeah, Dax, Dax was risky. I don't know. Like I said, she is really cute, though, the girl that, that, that plays her. She's been on others, too. She was she's in a horrible movie called The Cube. I oh, yeah, yeah. don't recommend watching it. You'll be pissed off at the end. I've seen it. And it, it's, yeah, it's kind of a weird German. Well, it's not German, but it's like a weird, like, torture. I, no, it's not good. You're right. It's it's not good. She's very pretty, though. Yeah. Um, the uh, Onda 2 Voyager. Obviously, the, the first obvious thing in Voyager is Captain... Um, I like, I'm now watching it a lot. I like Janeway. Um, the problem is I'm so jaded with deep space nine that every time any star Trek happens, I always, I always do the, what would Cisco do? And that show would be the funnest show in the world. If Cisco was the captain of Voyager. Yeah. That would be quite a, what a twist because he takes no crap off of anybody ever for any reason. And she is constantly being. In some sort of conundrum where she can't get what she needs and can't do what she wants to do because there's some life form in the way and they want this and that. he would not deal with that at all. It would it would be needless to say they were in the Delta Quadrant a lot longer than they needed to be right because she was the captain with her morals. Funny, I guess. Funny enough, if we should do someone should edit together a uh, an episode, the, it would be 
Voyager, if Cisco was the captain. And I'm on it, it. I'm on it. And it would have been the first episode. Because <laughs> he would have just blown the thing up and they'd have got, they just came back. <laughs> We're going home. <laughs> that would have been That would have been absolutely it. But I do like her. And, I, and it should end with, I lied, I cheated. Right. I covered the murder of her. And then, uh, would I do it all again? I can live with it. I can live with it. <laughs> I can live with it. He's so good. But uh, but she's good. I mean, I, I like what she did. I like her character a lot. She, in fact, she holds the show together in a lot of episodes. Sure, she's great. Because, um, you know, I, you can only watch Tuvok and uh, Chakotay and, and, and Harry Kim for so long. You need – and she is the glue absolutely. I love Tuvok and I love the doctor. The doctor's uh, great, by yeah. the way. Yeah, he is – He's he, the doctor he, carries the show for me. A lot of it. Um, uh, Belana, who's another character on the show, I don't care for. Kind I think, of the Keiko of Voyager. Kind, you're kind of right because everything's a pain in the ass. I was – especially when her and Paris got together or her, <sighs> her and Locarno, um, they <laughs> – I was watching one where um, they, he makes a movie, like a movie theater, and I gets the three D glasses and latent image, I believe. It's the, it's the one where, uh, yeah, well, I liked it because it was going back to the Maquis, which I'm a big fan of, and it was going back to all the Maquis agents started going into comas, and Tuvok was going around, you know, killing them or not putting them, in, whatever. Um, but he and she just bitches like everything he tries to do that's nice for her. She complains, and I'm like, I just it, just, it kind of gets you down after a while. I, I do have to admit, though, as much as I, you know, I'm not thrilled by Bolana, the character. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, I hope you edit this. Uh, what the hell's her name? Oh, Roxanne Dawson. Thank you. I have to say that Roxanne Dawson as a person and as a director, wonderful, beautiful. And she's in a movie with Christopher Reeve. I forget what it's called. Oh, really? Where he plays a priest. I recommend watching it. Just wow. Google it and see what it is and watch it. It's great. But yeah, not a fan of uh, Torres. Yeah, no, Torres. Not, big fan of Roxanne. Yeah. The, the, um, it's kind of obvious. I mean, when you're talking Voyager, you can't. I mean, there's the end all be all, and it's seven of nine. Yeah. And yeah. for hot chicks in Star Trek, I mean, what we've, I think we've got it kind of, we got Andrea, we've got, um, what was the, oh, we got Yar's sister. Yar's sister. Um, and was, I think they put seven in Yar's sister's outfit, that even sounds though, about right. even though seven's about a foot taller, didn't matter. Stretch it. Just <laughs> stuff her in there. I mean, it was, when you first, you know, the cool thing about um, that I will give you about uh, seven or about what's her name, um, Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. Um, she's not as pretty, traditionally pretty, cutesy pretty as, like, say Terry Farrell, or she's kind of got a more harsh, more almost model look about her. Very, very odd features. Um, I, I, she looks seem, like, would have made a great Tasha Yar. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, because well, the, the size. She seems like a big girl. I don't know if she is. Uh, that was the heels. Yeah. Um, but she seemed powerful. But in the Borg makeup, she was ugly. Like seriously, and she was supposed to be, and I love her like that. That was great. That was what was so cool about it was the fact that she was this awful looking, you know, Borg with the, and those Borg's fears of hers. Oh, I know, my lord. I need to put my nanoprobe in the in the. <laughs> Here we go with the Borg innuendo. <laughs> the, uh, I'm full of them. Um, but she uh, magnificent, and and actually, my nanoprobe delivery to be sorry, standing at attention. <laughs> the. Uh, when the, that's I think when the show got good, it was kind of like I've told people about Deep Space Nine. I love it all, but if you want, if you're a, if you're a nine virgin, 
Start with four. Start with with Worf came in, so you can kind of follow him through the adventure, the way of the warrior. Yeah, and then you can go back and watch the the first three seasons. But yeah, that's kind of like a prequel. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, same thing with Voyager. I I learned what I did as I came in with her, and then Scorpion. Yeah, and then followed that through, and then okay, now I can go back. That I kind of I'm now familiar enough with this Um, because she's if nothing else, she's just you can it's. For some reason, when she's on my TV screen, it's easy to look at my TV screen. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but it is kind of easy. Um, and, she, and she's a good character. I like the whole – her, the little uh, – the little the kid, you know, when she was a little uh, – you know, on, and the parents. Annika Hansen. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Anakin I like Skywalker. Wait, what? Han, Han, Fran, Hanka Johnson. Hanka. Oh, that reminds me. A hot, hot, hot um, on the list up there with Leffler would be Framka Johnson. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, 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 Kamala. Holy smokes, Kamala. man. And there's another – they, and they were both in X-Men together. That would be Professor X and Phoenix right there. Ashley Judd was in X-Men? No, no, uh, uh, Framka Johnson. Oh, oh, she's Phoenix. And 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 Picard. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm not an X Men. I never saw one movie. Oh, well, not, yeah, well, not she's, a fan. She's Phoenix, um, and she's beautiful as she just is. I mean, um, it's funny she looks younger as Phoenix as she did it in Next Generation, and that was a long time ago. The funny thing about that is Phoenix had to. They didn't hire a young girl because she's got to be. I mean, if considering what, what she's a bizarre woman and looks so different and so such different ages in all the works she does, I think Famke Jensen is a time traveler. <laughs> she's maybe so because she looks fantastic. But as far as like guest stars, she's up there with Ashley. I I think she's kind of hotter than Ashley Judd in a just just purely attractive sort of way. Um, but I think if we go through the list. I, I think we've kind of our love affair with Guinan. I think is kind of kind of obvious. That was kind of a like the best female character type of character in terms of character. Yes. Yeah. But I am not physically in no love, in no love no with Guinan. No, that will leave that to Picard. Um, <laughs> I I I think Andrea still if it Andrea seven uh, Dax. I mean, there's some been some hot girls. Um, in in this in this, I'm still gonna go with Andrea. I, Andrea is just okay. The end all be all one for me yeah. in all of Star Trek television and movies right. is Rajin from Enterprise, uh, the episode by the same name. Rajin. I don't know that one. Uh, I recommend watching it. It's uh, season three, so it is the Zindi arc right. season. Uh, but it's a, you know it's a step aside episode where they save this supposedly slave girl right. from a colony of you know traders and. Uh, it turns out she's actually a uh, Zindi spy. Oh, I know who it is. Okay. Oh, that, okay. She's in her underwear the whole episode. <laughs> and she's just hot. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because, okay, really, I'm going to go with Andrea or, or yeah, I, I just, I can't get it. Movie wise, just as a, a recap, just an afterthought. Um, Savic. Or Ilea. Okay, Ilea. Oh, so yeah. There's no pants. Uh, yeah. No pants scant. <laughs> Ilea. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I, that, that's that's a oh, big one. Savic debate. Which one do you like, Christie Alley or Robin Curtis? I kind of like Robin Curtis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I've, I've, Christie Alley's kind of been spoiled for me just because of not because of Cheers, but I mean just you know maybe who's who's talking. Look who's talking. I don't know. I just um. It's a horrible movie. I know. But uh, isn't the guy that I'm, isn't John Larroquette in that movie? And he's one of the Klingons in Star Trek Three. Right. Or am I mixing up two movies? I don't know if he was in that or not. It's John Travolta and uh, and I don't know if Lara Kett's in it or not. Who gets her pregnant 
in Look Who's Talking. Oh, I don't know. You have, I saw it at drive-in in like 1987. I have no idea. <laughs> um, the uh, the and so, and so the the original uh, Marcus, uh, not so much. Um, well, you B- know, BB Besh was great in her day. Yes, um, as, as the mother figure ultimately of the original yeah. thread of Star Trek. True, I, I I have respect for her as a female character and and the actress. She was, she was, you know who's you know who's attractive, and it's just it's hard to it's hard to get over the curly uh, '80s hairdo. Um, is uh, the whale lady that's uh, Catherine Hicks? Catherine Hicks, uh, jo- Doctor Jillian Taylor. I gotta say, one one of my favorite things about her as a female character is that yeah, she was kind of an interest for Kirk, but never gave in to him. Gave him one peck on the cheek at the end of the movie, and was mostly there for plot, and and was a very strong character. That's a good point, and I and that's a, a you know it's funny. Alicia and I've talked about this a lot. Like, what's a strong you know when, when women aren't written as just like. You know, eye candy. That's a great example. Is she's not written as eye candy. She's not hard to look at, but she's. You're absolutely correct. She's she's there for story. Although in all the water scenes, uh, it's obvious she's not wearing a bra. So we have that. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of the movie is where she slaps Bob. You son of a bitch. Oh yeah, love that part. You know the actor. I was just watching the uh, director's commentary on that. Well, Shatner and Nimoy. Right. And. Uh, Apparently that actor was not expecting that slap. Oh, really? Much like Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness. Oh, right. Oh, Good, yeah. I could use a horse blanket. <laughs> not expecting it at all. And if you watch in both cases those movies, frame by frame it, you see the actor's face uh, when they get slapped. The surprise. That's a genuine reaction. Um, the uh, Search for Spock didn't have any nobody in it. Well, uh, Val Chris, um, Kathy Sheriff. Okay. Uh, one of the first, you know strong female character Klingons we see, but she didn't last very long on screen. Um, Daniel will never forgive us if we don't mention the Dura sisters. And you know oh, what? Oh, Barbara and <clears throat> Gwyneth. You know, the, the, there is something unusually appealing about that center area of a female <laughs> that's only exposed in, in, uh, in Lursa's, no, no, Bator's mid. They, and like, they even mentioned that on Facebook. Married with children, right. uh, Kelly catches Bud uh, licking Klingon cleavage off the TV screen. Oh, really? During watching Star Trek, that had to because it had to be that particular triangle triangular area <laughs> right there. Which I don't. I think we came to find out those aren't really her her business. I don't right see there. why not. I, I, I thought so too, but who knows? Um, I would have loved to have been a makeup guy. The uh, but they are they are amazing. She's actually really attractive. Well, the one's supposed to be the older sister, but Bator is supposed to be the pretty one, and she really is. I think she's. I mean, I don't know what they look like in real life, but she she's made a very very handsome Klingon. Speaking of handsome Klingon, remember in the the first time we see them in Next Generation, where where um, Riker takes over the well, he's the first officer on the Pock. And there's a, the two women. That Those were, were very ugly. Oh women. my god! But that's that, that's what they would look like, though. That's that's more true form. And when she says, "I may be back for you," I think that was Barbara uh, or, or Gwyneth. No, oh, really? I, I think that was Barbara. Really? I could. But be they wrong. were. They had makeup was off. I mean, but they on purpose. And he's like, and then remember they? And what did he say? One or One both? Or both? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love so the Klingon. The male actors uh, were were guys. Uh, not Adam Baldwin. Oh God, what's his name? Well, anyway, the Kling- the, the actors who played the male Klingons in that episode, right, uh, were recurring. Right, did that a lot. We were 
really made that episode very well. You know what? Because the, the Klingons we saw before that, I hated. I mean, in Next Generation. Remember Cargon those? was an asshole. The actor and the character. <laughs> the, yeah. But remember the two Klingons that, that came on board the Enterprise and tried to get Worf? Well, Von Armstrong was one of them. Oh, was he? He, he was. Uh, uh, he was. They made the gun out of their boot. Yeah, that was a little. That was a little more Ferengi t- or Romulan to me than Klingon. Yeah, and they, but they reminded me a lot of the movie Klingons, like really like white dudes playing Klingon. You know what? They kind of got it right with Kern, and they started doing. They started Tony Todd. Yeah, he's the best. And as we learned in um, in Deep Space Nine, when you can't just put every anybody in a Klingon makeup, and yeah. it doesn't work because. Nope. It doesn't work with Colmini. It doesn't work with Rene Abergenois. It works with Avery Brooks, though. Like, a, like it just, I mean, it just, there's certain people you can put in Klingon makeup and they look great. Colmini was funny as a Klingon, though. He was That really was the good. Klingon comedy relief. Oh, it was so good. It was, so was Odo. He's like, I wish I had, I wish I had bubbles. Like, <laughs> that's, I mean, it was, you know, they were, but, um, yeah, Klingon women, not, not really tried. So anyway, so they were in generation. It's hit and miss with Klingon women, man. I hit do, and miss. I don't like what's her face in, in, um, insurrection. Um, Donna, Donna, um, what's her, but you know, I don't know what her Donna, name Donna, God, she's a wonderful actress and she's very beautiful. Oh yeah, she is. Uh, very, Don, very much, Donna. very much the older woman for Picard kind of, you know, it felt very, well, I guess they were like a thousand years old. So I guess they, she was the older one for Picard. Um, very sensual too. Very, very teasing in that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Getting her galactic cock tease for sure. Um, <laughs> the, uh, also um, there's not a lot of not a lot of women characters in the movies. Um, well, it, we had Lily in First Contact, but she was by no means to any character a love interest. But great character though. She was a plot driver, and I, and I like that. That's that's when Star Trek really shines when you've got plot drivers you, like that. You know what makes me mad though is that li- the character Lily, right? If you think about it, she got dicked out of her role in history. She was not on board the Phoenix during its maiden mm. flight. Riker and Jordy were back. There. I know, and then you, she stayed on the ground. And you think so. Someone throughout history would ask who was on the ship with you. Yeah. I mean, and you'd think some at some point. But yeah, she was great. There was nobody in Nemesis. Oh, no, no. Yeah, there was. What's her face from, from Starship Troopers? Holy Dina- smoke. C- Commander Dinatra. She was uh, Dinatra was great. She was she was in some short-lived Batgirl television series, too. Oh, really? Like, something about the she was, she was great in Starship Troopers. She was fat. She was the hottest Romulan ever in Nemesis. She was so, so cute. Oh, my God. If you ever touch me again, I'll oh. kill you. <laughs> Proof. Proof. That Shinzon was gay. Yeah. Uh, but going back to First Contact, we're neglecting this whole thing about the Borg Queen. Oh, very, holy crap. Very sensual character played by a very sexy actress. Uh, uh, Krieg. Alice Krieg. And let's not forget about Susanna Thompson, who did, I believe, just as great a job as Alice did. Alice is a very deep character. Um She's played some pretty crazy roles in her in her life. Um, ghost story. See ghost story. The um, and uh, Silent Hill. Holy smokes! Oh, yeah. <laughs> she said that uh, during a convention. Um, she was one of the people that talked during a convention. There you go. Ah, this is going to suck. And she stole the show. Mm-hmm. She was the best all day. Um, she said that uh, Silent Hill. She regrets doing that movie mm. because once she saw it, and when she was when she was saw the script and started acting in it, it was so dark. That she actually felt bad doing that movie, and it is really dark. Um, she was she was the madam in a great great character in Deadwood. 
Um, no, she was great. And you know what? You're right. One of the sexiest screen vixens of all time to me queen. is the Borg Queen. Just absolutely sexy for some strange – I guess she, she should be though. It's like you know when you, how they say like a demon would be an attractive person. You know, like you know, the, the devil would be attractive and would be – Someone you'd want to hang out with. It wouldn't be Ronnie James Dio or Ozzy Osbourne. It wouldn't be some ugly little fat dude. It would be somebody very appealing, you know? I like they played that card with the Borg Queen. If you're going to make this person try to convert, you know, and be this, you know. You're going to throw seduction at them when everything else fails. Right, and and she was so seductive and so attractive in every way, like physically and, and the way she spoke and the way she acted. Oh, data fell for it. I yeah. Mean, data. Data. He fell for it. <laughs> You're right. That's a great one. She's on the list for sure. I think that's why they got, they realized that now you can do an attractive Borg. Seven, thank you. And then now Seven had a kind of, you know. A career, yeah, because you, you yeah, that you're a good point. She was a and, and kind of a love interest for sure with Data, and you know, yeah. Well, I think that kind of, I'm sure we forgot tons, and I'm sure we're going to hear about it. Would it would take days to cover all the, but but I think we covered them. I think Star Trek has an illustrious uh, history of showing women in great light and not so good light, but mostly great light. I think they and they, and they can they, those female characters can have strength and, and, and integrity right and without sacrificing their sexuality. Then that's that's the interesting point. Cause when you say like hottest chicks on TV, it's usually a lot of bimbos that didn't really do anything. But you're but the everybody here they all had some sort of substance. It was also it was all something. They weren't just they weren't just boobs. Yeah, good on you, Star Trek. Annika Hansen was her sister. Good on you, Hansen. Oh, good on you. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Another episode in the can. Check us out at TrekCast.com. Also, if you would, please subscribe to us via iTunes. Leave those reviews. Subscribe to us. We'll get some numbers. Get up the list. Get more listeners. Do more shows. Have more fun. But for now, we're all done. So live long and prosper, and we'll see you next week.